we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. The weekend is here. The weekend is absolutely here. How y'all feel today? Oh, man. I feel great. How y'all feeling? I'm good. Bless I'm black happy. and highly favored. I was looking forward to Friday, but I do got to work every single day this weekend. But it's fine. You know, I, at least I get to sleep in. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. What about you, Charlemagne? What you doing for the weekend? Uh, I'm minding my business, but I definitely am not working. Okay? Working is a choice. Right? <laughs> and I choose to not work on the weekends. I choose to disconnect on the weekends and uh, have some me time. And, you know, when you say me time, of course, you know, when you're a husband and a father, that includes... Uh, the family. Mm-hmm. Actually, me and the wife getting away. Me and the wife going to do our own thing this weekend. Okay. So, sort of, kind of. You know how that is. You know, you got to set up those those date nights when you're married. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm hosting Black Entrepreneurs Day 
this weekend, which I look forward to every year. It's the third year we're doing it with Damon John. So I'm excited because I get to meet a lot of the entrepreneurs, get some game. I learn something new every single time. Okay. Well, it is, you know, homecoming season, so I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, I'm going to be at Hampton University this weekend, also Howard University. So I'm going to be all over the place. And let me shout out to the cast and everybody that works at East New York. So East New York is a new uh, series on CBS. So the last uh, five days, I've been out of here pretty early because... East New York is in Brooklyn, right? East New York Let is in Brooklyn. Let people know, because it don't sound See, like it's in Brooklyn. But CBS is doing an East New York show? Yeah, it's a, it's a, a police show. It's a series based out of East New York. So now they have S- SVU. This is called East New York. Um wow. Uh, and it stars uh, Amanda, Amanda Warren. Warren. Yes, a black okay. woman who kills it. She destroys it. She's such a great actress, so talented. So and, many uh, different people. Guy, Elizabeth oh, Rodriguez, uh, Ruben Santiago, who's been on the show, Jimmy Smits, uh, and a host of others. So I auditioned for a part, uh, not a cameo, auditioned for a real, real part, like speaking roles. And I had to go through the audition, and they had to go to approve, uh, approve me, had to do table reads. And I got the part. So for the last five days... I've been out uh, actually taping, so it's it's been an amazing experience. Yesterday was my last day, so I rapped yesterday. Man, drop on the clue. Did they have a rap party for you? Man, they got you playing a cop. You got typecasted. This is a this all this snitching you've been doing for years has finally paid off. This is what I'm talking about, man. Drop on the clues, bum. You playing a cop or a snitch? Which one? Well, you got to see. I'm not playing a police officer, though, <laughs> nor am I playing a snitch. But uh, Okay, I, okay. I don't want to say snitch. That's not a good word. Informing. You got to see. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a better word, informing. But I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what I'm actually playing. I know what their body is. I know what their body is. No, but uh, sh- shout to Mo, the, the brother that's directing uh, the episode that I'm on. I'm on episode 108. Shout out okay. to Uptown Hario. Yeah, I was about to shout to Hario. Shout out to Hario, who actually uh, reached out to me and said, "Envy, I think you would be great for this part. I think you should for the, you should audition." He said, "But it's not a cameo. You're going to have to come in and do it." So I, I read and practiced my lines and. Them acting classes paid off, baby. Yes. Was you in acting classes with Joel Santana? No, it wasn't with Joel Santana. Who, who was in it? I don't know why you said Joel Santana, but um, I, yes, I was in acting class with a host of, a host of people. But who was in it? I remember you told us. Uh, Yandy yeah, yeah, was actually in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's old girl I used to uh, work at BET? I can't remember. Uh, Jalisa, Jalisa, she was uh in oh, that yeah. acting lesson, acting class. It was, it was a host of us. We did I did it for about two three years. You're a thespian. Yeah. Thespian, yes. So, but I'm excited about it. So we wrapped yesterday. It was it's a lot of work. So again, shout out to the cast to East nah, New York, everybody for from the people that that handle the food to security to uh, the camera crew, directors, the writers. They all show me so much damn love. And yeah, look at you at the, uh, hanging out in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the um. I didn't. I never even heard of the show, but they say it just got picked up for a whole season, and it's the number two new series on any network, and Sunday's number one new program yes. with seven point thirty-seven million viewers. It's also the number one new show among African American viewers, yep. and number two entertainment series among African American viewers behind CBS's The Equalizer, which of course stars Queen Latifah. That's big, bro. Yeah, the Salute show. You, the show is is doing well. They just picked up, like you said, five more episodes. Um, I mean, it's doing great. So, I mean, I, I had a, 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 an amazing time, but it's, it's funny because you're acting and it's it's so much going into it. You got to shoot 13 times, 15 times. Well, so. I'm going to mention you in the rumor report. You're a natural born informant, bro. Yo, this shut up. I didn't say sense. I was playing an informant, but you'll just I, have to I, see. I, I, I can tell. I, if this show is about 
East New York and it's about police officers and you're telling me you're not a police officer, you're an informant. I'm not going to tell you what I am. That's the only road that makes sense. You're not going to be a bad guy. I'm not right? going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what <laughs> I am. You're an informant. You probably was a bad guy who got caught up and then became an informant. I'm not going to tell you, but episode 108, definitely check it out. A lot of people watch it, and, and I'm very excited about it. So, again, shout out to the cast of East New York. Yeah, you guys really so helped. number one new program. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cast gonna come up here, I, I guess, to, to to talk about some of the episodes. But it's doing amazing. It's doing well, and you know we got to support it. And again, shout out to the sister Amanda Warren who is killing it. So, all right, let's get the show cracking. Congratulations, yeah. Steve Lacy will be joining us this morning. Ah, super talented Steve Lacy. Yeah, I was the just number talking one record, about bad habit on Billboard. Mm-hmm. I know we don't play it up I here, but the record is amazing. Tongue, it's a bad that's right. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes. Let's talk about them $1,500. Stimmy checks. Millions of Americans are eligible. Are you? All right. We'll get into that next. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hello, 
Jim Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in Thursday Night Football, the Cardinals beat the Saints 42-34, high-scoring game. And in baseball, the Astros beat the Yankees. They're leading the series 2-0. And just to let anybody out there, if you're a Laker fan, they lost again. They lost to the Clippers 103-97. Clippers look, Clippers look pretty solid. John Wall, man, you know, people didn't know how much John Wall had left in the tank. When I went to sleep last night, John Wall had uh, 10 points. Mm. It was only like the second quarter. And I don't know how much he, fe- I think he finished with, uh, oh, I'm looking at it now, 15 points, four rebounds, three assists. Okay. What else yeah. we got, Yeezy? All right. Well, millions of Americans are eligible for this $1,400 stimulus check. And if you're a couple, for married couples, $2,800. If you haven't yet claimed the third installment of stimulus payments that were sent out uh, from the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan, you can still do so if you file a 2021 tax return. So what are the rules? Again, if you make $75,000 or less, you're eligible to get that full 1400 and if you made $150,000 as a married couple, you're also eligible to get stimulus checks as high as $2,800. You can also claim $1,400 checks for each dependent, which includes older ones like college students, disabled adult children or parents who are supported by their children, and households that file a 2021 return could also be eligible for the expanded child tax credit and the earned income tax credit. All right. And mortgage rates are up yet again. Right now, they are close to 7%. Crazy. You know what? I was just thinking about the mortgage I got earlier this year. That was for 3.25%. I'm so glad I did that. It makes such a big difference. But they are also saying home prices could fall 20% by next year as mortgage rates are really... With this market right now, we see a lot of houses for sale at a standstill. Yeah, it's going to level off a little bit. But I was I was telling people when they had the opportunity, I was like, refi, refi, refi. When the rates were down in the ones and twos, refi. But, you know, I will say this for everybody that's a landlord, you never see rent prices go down. Like rent always continues to go up. That's why I always, you know, tell people to look at, you know, possibly buying something and renting it out. You know, rent never goes down. You know, yeah, you got a bunch of properties. Has, has your rent ever went down? It goes up every single year. It goes year. up every single year. So that's what I always tell people. Mm-hmm. So the average rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage is now 6.94%. Great. Goodness gracious. But you know what is crazy, too? They were at record lows before. Mm-hmm. So going up like this, because I remember a time when this was the mortgage, like the rate, even higher than this. I know people who had higher mortgage rates than that. My first house, I paid 14%. Yeah, purchase. that's what I'm saying. I know people had 12%. So while this sounds like a lot right now, we did have record lows prior to this. Mm-hmm. All right? And that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Again, 800 585 1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Oh, big chocolate to toe sucker. It's oh. toe time. Oh, How we doing, family? What's up, man? What's up, man? What's going on? What's going on? Two quick things, all right? So, uh, shout! I got to shout out my place, Foxwoods, Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut. They're having a nice Halloween party. You don't own it. The, That's his place. Up, right? That's his place. You don't own it? Yeah. How you know? <laughs> you don't yeah, know what he owns. Okay. When I get that envy money, I'll own it. That's yep. it. You need more than that. <laughs> Way more. I heard you speaking about acting, envy, and uh, I had a chance to be the new Black Panther's older brother in the new Wakanda movie. But they left you're a liar. me out. You're a liar. I don't know why. You're a liar. 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 You're what do you think? You're a liar. Why would you just lie like that for no damn reason? <laughs> I make a good Black Panthers older brother, right? No. Good, uh, luck, with your good luck with your TV show, Envy. Peace. That was nice. Let's oh, just end okay. it that Thank way. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to tell a bold-faced lie on a good Friday morning for no damn reason. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Holly. How y'all doing? Good morning. Get it off your chest, Mama. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I just wanted to put this out there. Um, I don't know if y'all saw the uh, 60 Minutes interview with Deion Sanders, but I really appreciate what he's doing down there at Jackson State University. Culture and I really wish I could see more former athletes on that level come back to HBCUs and blow some life into them. You know what I'm saying? Not that they're bad now, but it's just good to invest in the HBCU. What what Dion is doing is culture shifting, and yes, to your point, if that becomes a trend, man, it'll change HBCUs forever. Yeah, definitely yeah, will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also, um, can I just say I love y'all so much, and it's such an honor to be able to talk to y'all. And I got up this morning with this on my chest. I just want to say thank y'all for being the positive light that you always are and putting something out there. I normally listen to y'all on YouTube at work, but I just have to get up and get this off my chest. Okay, well, thank you so much, Mama. Thank you. You have a good morning. Oh, and I love all y'all. Hey, Miss Angela. Hey, baby. Uh, I always want to tell you um, that outfit you had on at um, Janet Jackson's concert at Essence was bad. Oh, uh, thank bad. you so much. Uh, the pink nice. one with the little uh, fluorescent flowers and everything. You uh, are so adorable. You. Thank you. I styled myself. <laughs> oh, well, what can I tell you? so bad. Okay. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, you too now. Hello, who's this? Hey, hey, hey. What's up, baby? Hold on. Where's my mouth? Where's your mouth? Hey, hey, hey. Where's your mouth? Where's your mouth? What? Bro, don't, don't, don't call if you talk about where's your mouth, bro. You excite envy so crazy. I ain't no, saying where's my mouth. I told my girl to wipe my mouth. Hold on, man. Shut up, man. I got a question for you. What? I got a question for you. I don't know where your mouth um, is, sir. I don't normally go back, you know, but I ain't been able to get on the air for a minute, y'all. always. But matter of fact, let me ask you this real quick. Who is the person that answered the phone that say, hold on, what's your question? Who is that it guy? It depends. It depends. It's a few people. A yeah. few different people. You got my man well, Brandon. I let you, you know. Y'all, y'all know Bubba Dub on Instagram, right? The Instagram no. influencer. Well, no. whoever answered the phone, the person that put y'all up, that put, put people on the phone, that mother <laughs> trash. Ooh, what? What happened? What happened? What happened? Because, man, that man always put you on hold. I, hold, I held on the phone for an hour. And I only held on for an hour. It ain't like I ain't got nothing to do. But I only held on for an hour because it takes me an hour to drive to work every morning. So I held well, so, on. But I, mean, I got a question. Yes, go ahead. I got sorry. a question, Charlamagne. Um, this is a serious question, though, for real. So how do you ask this is about mental health? How do you ask someone if they're going to hurt their self or... You know they want to kill themselves. 
I don't. I'm asking I don't know that question that. because this this goes back for a little while now. I read the six minute brief. Um, it's the note that his girlfriend wrote to him before she committed suicide. And I have two friends in my life that committed suicide. Yeah, so did uh, I. I want to know. I I want to know. Is there a way that you can ask somebody that are they going to hurt themselves or are they going to kill themselves? I don't know if that's a question uh, that I've, I've ever seen anybody ask. I mean, usually it's something that the other person expresses, you know, and if they don't express it verbally, they express it through through actions, and then usually they just attempt it. Or, sa- sa- yeah, attempt it or sadly complete it. So I don't think that's something you ask somebody. You think you're going to kill yourself. At least not me. I'm not an expert. I'm sure an expert would answer that question totally different, but I've never asked anybody that question. I only ask you because I hear you speaking about mental health a lot. Um, and like I said, I had two friends in my lifetime that committed suicide just recently here. And one of them, you know, he joked about it, you know, and we would always tell him, you know, you're joking. And he always said he was joking and he said it in joking manners and stuff like that. But, you know, he was he was fighting some stuff we didn't know about. And boom, he took himself out. And that's what he acts like, you know, I wish I would have known that, right. you know. And then I want to ask him, like, you know, are you, you know, are you planning to hurt yourself or what? Like, Why, do, you, do, you, do you know somebody? somebody that? Well, you know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna put you on hold, but not for an hour. Hold on. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an email, and I'm gonna connect you with uh, one of my, one of my experts. You okay. know, and you, you should talk to her, Dr. Alfie Breland Noble. I mean, that's what we do at the Mental Wealth Alliance, so that's a great question, but I'm not an expert, man. I'm just a person with some experiences, but I'll connect you with an expert for sure. All right, he's on line four. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God, and OG Rob. Good morning. Oh, OG Rob. You know what time it is. New Music oh, Friday, OG it, Rob. You ready? It's Friday. Let's get oh, to yeah. it, OG. And you already know what it is, man. We here. Check it out, man. It's Freestyle Friday. Let's get it. Yo, I said... Stay cooking up is the remedy. Homemade recipe flows my identity. Easy work, just test me. It's Brooklyn zone. I pinpoint, making it accurate. They saying, damn, he can't miss off any fraction. I'm locked in. They outside. I'm at the windowsill, flowed out, Woo. ready to strike. That's how you seal a deal. Woo. I got a funny feeling inside. I guess that fire burning. Hands down, you know what they say. It equates to higher learning, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, I need some of that. I need some of that. You ready? Get it. Uh, uh. Here we go. Funky fresh dress to impress, ready to party. Money in your pocket, Charlemagne touching my body. To get inside, you paid a whole $10. Got tape with a razor blade, tape to your collar. Leave the guns and the crack and the knives alone. Charlemagne's on the, my microphone. Bum rushing and pushing, snatching and taxing. I cram to understand why ye just be hating. There's only one breakfast club. They'll make some more. You ain't guarding the door. So what you got a gun for? Do you rob the rich and give to the poor? And hey, yo, Charlemagne, give me some more. Wow. Wow. Off the dome. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, follow procedures. Envy couldn't wait to see this. He's always awaiting my penis. You wouldn't believe this. The word on the street is I'm deep in his butt like a, I don't know. What? Oh, what? <laughs> that didn't even rhyme, man. I want to know what that last metaphor was about to yeah. be. That didn't even rhyme. 
Um, deep in his butt, like what? Like deep in his butt, like what, what, what? I started to say Adidas, but that wouldn't make no sense. <laughs> deep in his butt, like Adidas. Why would Adidas be in his butt? Goodness gracious. OG Rob, you have a good weekend, man. No, y'all too. Have a good weekend, man. I appreciate y'all. No, because there's a, that, that was a play. I don't know. You said what? That was a play. That was a play on a Rakim record, and uh, Rakim says. <laughs> Rakim did not procedures. say that. <laughs> yes, he did. What Rakim said: follow procedures. The crowd couldn't wait to see this. Nobody been this long awaited since Jesus. Who wouldn't believe this? I heard the word on the street is I'm still one of the deepest on the mic since Adidas. Oh, <laughs> so you want to put <laughs> butt like Adidas? You, you crazy? I, that's what Ra- Rakim said that on uh, the 18th letter back in the day. My goodness. Get it off your chest. Sometime in the 1900s. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? All right, and let's talk about sex with ghosts. It is Freaky 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 Friday. We'll tell you who said that they've done that a few times. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. How you feeling? Blessed, black, and highly favored. I told you this already. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's go. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, you got to listen closely to hear this, but Joy Behar was on The View and revealed some things. They were discussing footage of a woman who claimed to have had sexual ghosts in her home. Listen to this. I've had terrible things. I'm just going to let that ride. I don't know how many of you heard what Joy just said, but I'm going to let it ride. She said, I've had sex with a few ghosts and never got pregnant. So not sure if she's telling the truth about that but I believe him and or she might be just saying that um she could be saying some dudes ghosted her or she could be saying some dudes were so unmemorable that she didn't even really know if they were there for mm. real for real yeah but you know it's a real thing some people feel like when you can't get out of bed and you're laying there and you feel stuck right no uh-huh. that's the hag riding you that ain't no ghost riding that's you the have. hag that's the hag, the hag, the hag. That's the hag. All my country people know about that hag. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to put uh, grains of salt by your door. So when the hag tries to enter your room, you got to pick up every grain of salt so it can't get in. Or a straw broom by your door. But that's the hag. That ain't no ghost. That's the difference. The uh-huh. difference between the hag and the ghost. Hag is not a ghost? No. So what is it if it's not real? It's a hag. <laughs> if you, so it's you not know, a ghost. You know. If you know, you know. No, it's not a ghost. If you're from the country, you know what, about that hag. I remember there was an article in the Post um, just a few days ago about a couple who said their house is haunted by erotic ghosts who like to talk dirty to them. She said uh, one. The woman said she was in the shower and somebody on the other side of the curtain said, "Looking good." She thought it was her husband, and then uh, he walked through the door. Later on, she was he was outside and was like, "Who are you talking to?" So I'm not playing these scary games with you this hey morning. Man. Actually, this sounds like a that. good horror movie. <laughs> no, I ain't messing with y'all with these scary things. Have you ever there stayed is. someplace haunted? No. Oh, well, I mean, in New Orleans. Sometimes you go to one of them hotels and they're like, "This was a haunted hotel." Mm-hmm. What do y'all consider haunted, though? I mean, I've, I've stayed at places that people said were haunted, but I mean, there's spirits all around us all the time. Like you know, we got spirit guides that are circling us protecting us but there's places that are known to have to be haunted like that's part of why people stay there that's what they're known for things have happened there no if I stayed at a hotel that was haunted it was by mistake I didn't didn't plan (laughs) it hey no one gave it a heads up somebody just booked it and then they told me when I got there Uh, All right, P-Valley has been renewed for season three at Stars. so congratulations 
to the team there. You know, I love that show. Down in the Valley. Uh, so P-Valley was created by Katori Hall based on her play. I can't even say this word, but P-Valley. You know what the P is. Um, all at the pink. So congratulations to them for a season three. She said, I am blessed beyond measure for this opportunity to write the next chapter of P-Valley with its complex, dynamic, and beautifully flawed characters. This show is a love letter to marginalized communities in the American South who rarely see themselves reflected on screen. And it brings me immense joy to know that it has been embraced by folks worldwide. Why does it take so long to shoot these shows nowadays? They say the show won't be back for another two years. And I was thinking about when I, we were young, like in the 1900s, it seemed like shows like a Cosby show and Different World and Martin was always on. Well, <laughs> like sometimes like also the actors have other things and other responsibilities that they have to do. So. I don't think it takes that long to shoot. Like I, like I think you said, is uh, you know they got to get everybody in the same vicinity to take. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not coming back for another two years. So I think about that. Yeah. I think about Euphoria. Euphoria not gonna be back for another couple of years. It's just like it's because the people just like so Atlanta. You know, schedules. People had other things that they had to do. People they are were shooting main movies. Characters. People are shooting other things. So yeah, they got other things to do. All right, now Pharrell has announced a lineup of special guests for his Mighty Dream Business Forum, and so he's giving attendees a chance to gather insight from. A newly confirmed special guest. It's a three-day Mighty Dream Forum that is going to have a roster of speakers. And that is all uh, basically to talk about progress and the ultimate place where business and opportunity meet community and culture. So you can also attend that event if you go to uh, mightydream.co. You can see all of that on Instagram. And he said, uh, Pharrell said, there's no better place to do this than in my home state of Virginia, where opportunity and potential for success are limitless. So you can see people like Hannibal Burris, Maverick Carter, Lewis Hamilton, uh, so on and so forth. I'm bad. I'm I'm just glad he's back in Virginia. I know he was not effing with Virginia for a little bit mm-hmm. because of a family member that was killed and they couldn't get information. But I'm glad he's he's doing it back in VA. All right, and Jay Z wants to get out of his partnership with Duce, according to reports. He no longer wants to own that brand. TMZ Hip Hop learned that he's selling it to his partners at Bacardi, and he thinks the company is playing a high stakes shell game. So he wants them to open up the books on their 50-50 partnership deal. They've had this company since 2012. And according to his company, SC Liquor, they exercised their right to a buyout about a year ago. Under their agreement, Bacardi now has to negotiate in good faith to come up with a fair price for his stake in Duce. And that's the problem. He thinks that they're not playing fair when it comes to that price and how much everything is worth. So the documents reference a potential value, but his lawyers, I guess, disagree and think it's well below fair value what they're offering for that buyout. So they want them to open up the books and all other records related to Doucet. All right, that is your rumor reports. All right. Now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes, buried alive. This really just happened. We'll tell you about a woman whose hus- her estranged husband buried her alive. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The time of heroes is over. Black Adam is here. Born a slave, reborn a god. Will he be the destroyer of our world or its savior? An epic cinematic action event. See it on the biggest screen you can find. Black Adam now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, now in Thursday Night Football, the Cardinals beat the Saints 42-34. Also, the Astros beat the Yankees. They lead the series 2-0. Lakers lost again, by the way. Clippers beat them 103-97. Salute to John Wall, man. Drop on the clues, monster John Wall. He's going to be a big piece for the Los Angeles Clippers. He ain't played since what, like? 
2021, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. When he played for the Rockets, but he had 15 last night. So, salute to John Wall. And what did LeBron have last night, you know? I have no idea. Okay. All right, what else you got, Easy? All right, well, in Washington State, a woman 20. was allegedly buried alive in the woods this week by her estranged husband. She did manage to escape. Fortunately, it was a shallow grave. And now her estranged husband... Uh, Che Kyung An was arrested on suspicion of first-degree attempted murder, first-degree kidnapping, and first-degree assault. Now, apparently, she was frantic. She was hiding behind the shed in the home's front yard, yard, and she was screaming, my husband is trying to kill me. According to court documents, she had duct tape still wrapped around her neck, her lower face, and her ankles. There was extensive bruising to her legs, arms, and head, and her clothing and hair were covered in dirt. So uh, her husband, like we said, was booked. He has not been formally charged yet, but his attorney was not reached for comment um, yesterday. Can you imagine that? Buried Mm -mm. alive. That's like a movie. That has to be the most traumatizing thing. I don't even know if you go to sleep without thinking about that. So according to the woman, she said she was attacked in her home after talking to her husband about their ongoing divorce and about money. That's when he tied her hands behind her back with duct tape and duct taped her eyes, thighs, and ankles. She told investigators she managed to call 911 with her Apple Watch, and she sent an emergency notification when he left the bedroom. That's when he dragged her into the garage and broke her watch with a hammer. Police did get surveillance video from the neighbors, and they also have video of him pulling into the garage with a van and then speeding out of the neighborhood. According to the report, she told police she was driven in the van somewhere and then put on the ground outside. She could hear him digging. And he then stabbed her in the chest, and she was drugged and put into the ground. Oh, my God. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Uh, now let's move on and talk about a grandmother at her funeral. Now listen to what she did, okay? Uh, her name is Gracie Perryman. She lives in Austin. Well, uh, Gracie Perryman, who lives in Austin, posted the card of her grandmother. Uh, and guests at the funeral actually all got a photo of her grandmother sticking her tongue out at the camera and then it said, let's keep in touch. And there was a picture of a Ouija board. So Perryman said, receive this at my grandma's funeral. What an icon. So, you know, that's, I guess, her way of having a sense of humor and letting her guests know she was prepared uh, never for played, that. Never played with Ouija boards. Was always scared of those as a kid. Um, and was also told a story back in the day of how somebody took a knife Stabbed the middle of the Ouija board, and the Ouija board burst into flames. Don't know if the story is true. Can't confirm nor deny, but it was enough uh, for me to hear that story and stay away from Ouija boards. Forever. Man, a lot of horror movies that have to deal with Ouija boards let you know that that's how you let the spirits in. And once you open that door, you know you can't close it. So that's mm-hmm. why a lot of people don't do that. All right, and Elon Musk, his Twitter takeover, they're saying, could lead to layoffs for about 75% of the staff. He reportedly plans on making some drastic changes to the workforce once he finalizes his acquisition of that platform. He has told potential investors that he's considering that layoff and decreasing the number of employees from 7,500 to just under 2,000. Wow. Twitter had already been looking to slash their workforce by about 25% to shave $800 million off payroll by the end of next year. So the plan is an indication that the company was struggling with financial issues before Elon Musk came into the picture and helped him out. Wow. This isn't going to end well, y'all. Elon Musk uh, owning Twitter is not going to end well. Why you say that? 
just don't think it's going to end well. I think, you know, Twitter is already a place that needs a lot of rules and a lot of regulations because I feel like any place that you broadcast from, the same way we're a radio station and we do broadcast, same way television networks do broadcast, there's FCC rules and regulations. It's already a place that needs to be regulated, and I think he's just going to make it a, even more of the Wild Wild West. And I think it's going to embolden, you know, a lot of people to really, like, just jump out the window on on social media, and he's already saying he wants to do things like you know let Donald Trump come back and things like that. I just think it's going it's not going well. Well, Variety reported that Elon Musk acknowledged during a review call that he was overpaying for Twitter, but he stressed the long term potential for Twitter. In my view, is an order of magnitude greater than its current value. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, and that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now, when we come back, artist uh, Steve Lacey will be joining us, and uh, we're going to kick it with him. He has a number one record, Bad Habit, on Billboard right now. So we're going we're gonna to talk to Steve Lacey when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. 
We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Steve Lacey, what's happening, brother? Nothing much, man. It's pretty early. I can me. tell you don't like early mornings. I can tell that's early morning attire right he there. Might have, he might have I not know. gone to sleep yet. The black hoodie, the shades. It's like, oh, God. No, I'm really happy to be here. This is, uh, I watch the show a lot. Thank you. How does it feel like for you to have the success that you've had? You have a number one song right now. That's true. I don't really know. It's hard for me to take things in, especially when I'm like in tour mode. So I don't know. I'm like grateful, but. You're still working. Yeah, it's like. I don't know how to take anything in right now. It was number one was two weeks in a row, right? Two weeks, yeah. Did you just expect the success of this song when you recorded it? No. To me, I mean, I never think about that when I'm making music. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I've been making music for years. And I think to me, it's always just been just a process of getting better at making music. What? So was this inspired by real true life things or any particular yeah. incident? Yeah, I always feel like that about people. Like, I wish I would have said something. Yeah, because I see somebody, I'm crushing on them, and just be like, oh, they look cute. And then be like, okay. Why That's don't you say something? Part, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> when is the last time you've been in a situation where you just had to holler, though? I don't do it. Never? <laughs> he no. bites his tongue. It's a bad habit. Wow. I'm shy. I'm really shy. I'm trying uh, to think. It'll probably be like through a friend or something. I'll be like, who's that? Yeah. What Gemini characteristics do you think you have? All of them. Because Geminis are a little crazy. <laughs> and they're very manipulative. Uh, what? Yes. <laughs> All the Geminis yeah. I know. And they can use their powers for good or evil. Yeah, that's true. And they really have two different personalities. Yeah. So what are, you, what are the ones you said when you say you have all of them? What are they? Like, how hard is it to leave the house and not act like Kanye? Well, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's him, you know. We're pretty different. Y'all had a relationship too, right, at one point? Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. what relationship? Matching, or? matching tattoo with him. 
you and him and little Uzi. Yeah. Oh yeah, that just happened. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we here forever, technically. Yeah. Did that age well? <laughs> <laughs> Ask myself this question every day. It was just two weeks ago, sir. I know. Oh. Is that an actual friend? Would you call him a friend? Kanye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was exciting when he said what he said about you. How you know how amazing you are as an artist. Yeah, no, he was kind of definitely a huge part of uh, kind of me getting to it on this album. Because I was around, well, I haven't said this on anything, but I'm on Birth Club, so I can say it, I feel comfortable. But I was like, kind of like a ghost on like Donda, on Donda around that time at the stadiums and stuff. And I never experienced nothing like that in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would just get these different tasks. Like first I'm there, because he liked my drums. So I'm there programming drums. He's like, we need Steve Lacey drums all over the whole album. Mm -hmm. So I like programmed drums a bunch of times. And then then I had like the duty, just like reproducing some songs. And then it was just like this whole journey. But I would always do my job and then go leave. Because mm -hmm. I was like working on my album. And yeah, it seemed like he always noticed me when I would leave. So he called you out. Like five days. Yeah. And then now I got to go home. Where are you at? <laughs> so we kind of maintained a relationship over the, after that. What'd you do with the uh, White Lives Matter shirt he sent you? I ain't got one of those. Okay. The internet. So what's yeah. going on with that? I know a lot of you, you did like solo projects, but is that something that you guys are going to come back together and do something? You know, I'm not really sure. Is it something you are talking about? Is there, because it feels like, you know, people aren't sure what's happening with the internet. Is it? Right. You know, I have no idea. I'm going to keep it a buck. If it was up to I, I you. I legit have no idea. If it was up to me, mm -hmm. I mean, I would make another record. I mean, I just love making music with everybody. Is it static between the group? No, it's it's chill. It's just, you know, everybody's kind of doing their solo thing right now. And that's all, I mean, that's big being that, you know, you, you're having a lot of success with the fact that you say that there's an, that you want to do another album. Yeah. Because you might ask other members and they'd be like, well, it's Steve. Steve's too busy doing his solo thing. He's like, <laughs> like, number one record. You know? No, I don't think it's like that. I don't know. I really don't know. Because it's hard to, uh, I think nowadays too, to just be all together at the same mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Schedules is crazy. Like I'm on tour for the rest of the year. You give me a Prince vibe. Oh, I appreciate that. The way you move. You know what I mean? Like I got a Prince tattoo right there. Mm -hmm. A word? Yeah. And even some of the music gives me, a, uh, Prince is my favorite artist of all time. He's a Gemini too. Yeah. So like I said. Shady as <laughs> shady, you give me the shady energy too. So. All right, in an honest, honest moment, okay? I could be a little petty. Would yeah, you say know. in relationships, normally it ends because of you or because of the other person? Ooh, Sarate. <laughs> I don't know, maybe me. <laughs> okay. Probably me. That's an honest moment. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll take it. I'll take that. Probably me. Mm -hmm. And why is that? I don't know how to do relationships yet. I'm 24. Right. And plus, I feel like my foundations are always faulty anyways. So I feel like... Ooh, that's some self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my relationships don't start in a good place that will, like, give us the longevity. So I, I feel like I'll reach a point where I'm, like, just trying to find to just be like, oh, okay, this is getting on my nerves. So what you, when you say that, do you mean, like, like they started with maybe just sex? Like Yeah, like, exactly. Supposed like, to be just you want to fall in love right and then I'll be like okay you know whatever like I'll just do it and then be like okay what the hell and it'll be months and I'm like wait what the hell is going on and then 
I just I just be gotten got a dip. And then come back maybe and do it again. Yeah, I'd definitely be I'd double back. If you write a song about me, I call back. I come back. <laughs> if you write a song about me, we go together for a long goddamn time. Because they say Gemini writes is about an ex boyfriend, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can't write a record about me and tell the world it's about me and then expect me just to leave, Steve Lacey. Yeah. We don't talk. What? Yeah. Did he hit you up about that? I played him the album right before it came out. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of stopped talking. Because you probably didn't express none of those feelings to him. You probably just did I it did. in music. Oh, you did? Okay, no, I okay. did. I did. I was very vocal about what was okay. going on. I was like, this is what I played in the record. I was like, this is how I was feeling and stuff. Does that help you with the healing process of breaking up? Definitely. Really? This album specifically helped me get through it real hard. Mm -hmm. There was this moment, I think, that like shifted my relationship to like journaling and uh, work where it was like two weeks after breakup. I was really pissed off. Mm -hmm. The intro with the, the static song, like, baby, you got something you know. I was like super pissed off. And uh, I had just got back home from New York and I had these like ceramics that I like made that were at his house on my marble table in my house. And my sister was house sitting for me. So I'm looking at this bag. I look inside this bag and I'm like, wait, how, how the hell did he get here? So I call my little sister like, yo, how you get these? She's like, oh yeah, like we just got lunch and like he told me about everything. Da, da, da. Wow. And I'm like, why the f you getting lunch with my little sister? Like y'all not buddy buddy. So I'm like, you use my little sister to like get to me, like da da da. Like that's my family. Like, so I was like, uh-uh. You ain't clear and, the ceramics off. Like, right, no, exactly. In that <laughs> moment, I really wanted to do something crazy, you know. And then my friend Alan, shouts out to Alan, he was like, yo, you can't do about this, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, it's not low key right. So I was just studio, studio, calling my friends, ranting to them, and just went in the studio. And then I did that bass line, played the piano, and then just kind of freestyling. And then that song came about. All right, we got more with Steve Lacey. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Steve Lacey. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about the song Static then? I love I that know. song. Yeah. If you had I to think it's hilarious. shining for your lover, dump that. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious because I got these 16 year olds singing this song. I'm like, y'all don't even know, you know what, what the hell about. I'm talking about. Like the first bar, I'm talking about ketamine. They don't even know what ketamine is. Right. The drug, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slipping that K, that's a K-hole reference. Let me, so you know, I think about that too, because think about how many songs you grew up listening to and you had no idea. <laughs> Hold on, I don't just feed <laughs> I'm like, where's the K-hole? A K-hole, you know what K-hole is? No. That's when you do too much ketamine and you just kind of like a zombie, like you can't move. It's like paralysis. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. So that's Imagine. a real story. No, I mean, not for me. I uh, wasn't no, not for you, but I'm saying because that's not about you in the song. No, it's not about me. I was kind of... No, it wasn't about me. <laughs> I've said too well, much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you made the album, did you think about, like, because I don't even know what category to put this album in. You know mm -hmm. how they're like, this is this genre, or when you get nominated for a Grammy, this is the genre that this would go in. Right. So when you think about that, like, how would you categorize it? I really don't know. I've always had a weird relationship with uh, genre because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always making all type of stuff and I'm inspired by so many things. 
Do you care about things like Grammys and nominations? And I mean, having a number one song, I know you care about that. Well, the thing, here's the thing. I didn't care until I was number two. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you say, who's the uh, I got a suck, a suck to get to number one? Yeah, I found it. No, I'm just <laughs> Who do you have to suck? <laughs> no, nah, nobody. It's a joke. I, yeah. I don't know if that's a joke or not. This is the industry. <laughs> you can't just throw things out there like that. Dude. Keep on getting number one. That, 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 that dark world on the YouTube is going to say, say, see, Whoa. Steve Lacey said oh, you, you had to suck somebody to get to number one. Oh, man. When I was at number 100 and stuff, I was like, okay, like that's dope. I Me made the it billboard. to the charts. Yeah, dope. I'm like, cool. Then we had 50 some. I'm like, okay, that's like in like two weeks. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And then we in the top 10. I'm at number eight. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what's up. And then we had number two, and I'm like, oh, f <laughs> now I want the number one. <laughs> but I wouldn't think about that. Well, congratulations, you know. though. That is an Thank accomplishment. You. Very Who, much an accomplishment. Like, how many people are ever going to have a number one song? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm super grateful. Um, but do I care about Grammys and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Like, again, I didn't care about that till I got nominated. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you You're know, like, hey, this you, could happen. Yeah, exactly. So. You have well, to have been nominated as a producer before, though, right? A lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably every year since I got first nominated. I've probably been there. What was your first nomination? Ego Death. Really? Ego Death. And okay. that was the first piece of music I ever worked on. Like, I was there with my mom in, like, this, like, $150 suit from downtown. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure you still made it look fresh. Yeah, you know. I did what I did. <laughs> Now, I remember I all of us being, I mean, still are excited about the internet because it was like, we, we hadn't seen a hip-hop like band since The Roots. Yeah, that was the first thing I ever worked on. And I remember, you know, I had the co-executive producer credit on that. And at the time, I was still in high school. Wow. So I didn't know, I didn't know what the hell that meant. Mm -hmm. You know, co-executive producer. I'm thinking like, if you get that title, it's probably everybody in the band. So I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what to make of it. Matt called me one day. He was like, yeah, we're going to make you co-exec. Like, okay, like, whatever. And I remember on the hard copy of the CD, I saw it. It was like co executive produced by Sidney Bennett, Matt Martians, and Steve Lacey. And I was like, oh, that must mean like I did something substantial on this. Yeah. But I had no idea. That caused problems with the rest of the group? Nah, nah. Okay. Nah, it was fine. And and then you started producing for other people. I know you produced for Solange and mm -hmm. Kendrick and Chloe. Oh, yeah. Cole. Yeah. Well, Damn got nominated, so I had a nomination for that. Mm -hmm. I produced Pride. And then Apollo 21, I was nominated. Vampire Weekend, I was nominated. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've been I've been nominated a couple times. What, what feels better, being nominated as a producer or nominated as, a, as an artist? I mean, definitely as an artist. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Because at the time, too, I thought I was like... I feel like I knew I didn't do my best on that album, mm -hmm. so I was kind of like mad at myself. And in a lot of ways, I thought, that album was a failure for me, so. Really? Yeah, because I knew I knew I could have spent more time on it. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like sitting with that and being like, like I just rushed this, I was too antsy to put something out. Because I'm seeing everybody else. I just had this weird pressure on myself to just be like, drop this uh, when I didn't need to. But I still did it and it, it came out, did what it did, you know, and I still ended up at the Grammy. So I was like, oh. Imagine if I gave it my all. Right, no, Imagine that was literally. Yeah, no, seriously, because mm -hmm. I feel like I wasn't caring. You know, I, I kind of was in this like, oh, whatever, like, f it mentality. Because it was weird being a producer, being in a band, like, all these things kept me from going as hard at being my own artist. Mm -hmm. So I had to make a conscious 
shift in my mind to say, okay, I am an artist. I do care about this. And you know how to look at the core of like why I do what I do anyway. And I realized that I have respect. Respect like for like people having respect for you? Yeah. Or? Okay, okay. Yeah, and I realized I found like a new confidence in music that without ego though. Ooh. This confidence of my love for something. I was like, I could be confident because I'm someone who loves music. I'm a person that would be doing this regardless of the number one, regardless of the Grammy nominations. Like I will still be in the studio making music. I wonder, you know, because I always see that with like extremely gifted, talented individuals. The, the thing that they suffer from the most is motivation. Mm -hmm. Because you know how they say uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Most people who aren't super talented have a crazy work ethic because mm -hmm. of the lack of talent. But people who got that super talent don't necessarily have the work ethic and they got to motivate themselves to yeah. get up and go do what comes easy to them. Yeah, I definitely got to find it for myself. Mm -hmm. But I try to make something every day. You need more breakups. Ah, uh, no more breakups. <laughs> <laughs> You're enjoying a single life. Yeah, you know. And knowing that you can always double back. Yeah, but I be falling in love, though. <laughs> so it is your... Really? Okay. Are you a cancer cusp? No. Okay, okay, I'm a Taurus cusp. So mm -hmm. I feel like my Gemini is very adventurous. And then my Taurus... I got a Taurus moon. And my Taurus moon just be like, just chill with this person. They got enough. They're comfortable. And I'd be like, yeah, you right. I'm gonna just post up with this. Damn, you a problem. <laughs> I know you're tight, bro. You a problem. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Y'all, this earthy sh Oh, <laughs> making these people fall in love with you, oh only to God. just leave them high and dry. No, I don't leave. And then write high. a song about it. I don't Steve. leave people high and dry, Charlemagne. I really don't. I be, I be caring. That's <laughs> what you tell them, and that's exactly why they be in their feelings. I be, I know, I really be caring. Okay. <laughs> Caring, caring, caring. So you care caring. about you care about, <laughs> so you care about every there. you care about all your past relationships? Definitely. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. The last one, I'm sure we'll we're gonna be friends sooner or later. You think so? Yeah. I hope he learns the rap. I hope he learns the rap. This record about you. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. You that feel like, sick. and you said this on Sunshine, like trying to keep your emotions in check. Is that something you feel like you do in relationships? You don't want to fall in love? I feel like I do. I love falling in love. You think it's real or you think it's more like lust? That's so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you told me you loved me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like love in the moment, but it's Yeah, really it does feel like love in the moment, but it does turn oh, out to man. be, you know, something else. It's like when Scooby-Doo, you know, when they got the monster on you, it's like love on his face, and then you take the mask off, and it's like, ah, oh, it's f***ing lust. <laughs> we got him. Wow. That's how it is. You just pissed off every single past boo. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know, yeah, I haven't, I haven't fallen in love. But I still be like, I still love these people, though. Right. I still tell love them, like, them. Yeah, I'm like, I still tell them, like, I love you, though. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've been in love, <laughs> but, like, what we've been through, like, I still love Stop you. Stop telling them stuff like you give them the world. <laughs> How about that, Steve? I mean, I will. Yeah, no, you give them it. a state. You have to the world, a city. <laughs> you got to yes. give a whole state, a whole world, Steve? I got to give the world to everybody I'm with. All right, we got more with Steve Lacey when we come back. Let's get into his single, Bad Habit. We're still kicking it with Steve Lacey. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Steve Lacey. That was Bad Habit. Yee. Do you feel like people around you have changed with your success as a solo artist? 
you know, because now it's like he got money. He's number one, you know, going on these sold out tours. Right. And things are different. You know, I'm blessed with people that are not gassed up by the shit at all. Mm-hmm. Even my family, like, is super regular. Which, and I think that's what makes it hard for me to be like, I don't know the difference between any of this stuff because the tone of my life is still the same. What about labels? This is a person, as a, as a per. Like, what do you label yourself? Because you see bios and they'll say, oh, he's ha- he's he's black, he's Filipino, he's bisexual. Right. It's like... It's, it's, All these things. Yeah. Man, I'm just Steve. Does any of that stuff affect the content of your music? Or is it just... It's like, nah, love is love. Like, you know. Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm one of those people that are less vocal and talking about what I'm doing, but rather like walking like everything, you mm-hmm. know? Like whatever I'm feeling at the time, whatever I believe, I'm gonna just walk in it and you're gonna feel it. Mm-hmm. Rather mm-hmm. than being like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You should do this and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna spread it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just wanna exist. Like that's always been my goal. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanna exist. I don't wanna speak for nobody. I wanna speak for myself. I just wanna be peaceful and just leave me a f- alone. Cause I feel like all of that could be a lot of pressure when you too much when you gotta speak for all of these different communities. Like, yeah, and the thing is, is like you can't. We all have so many different upbringings and stuff. So who am I to assume your experience? You know, and put it in this box of mm-hmm. experiences and claim it as something. You know, I never tried to do that, mm-hmm. and I don't let nobody do that for me. We're gonna appreciate this interview in the future, and the reason we're gonna appreciate this interview because I know what type of artist you are. You're gonna blow up and nobody's gonna be able to find you. You're gonna disconnect from the world. <laughs> and you're gonna be one of those mysterious, what happened to Steve Lacey guys? All you're gonna hear is music and nothing else. And touring. You you predicted that. Yeah, I do plan on doing that. Gets tiresome, right? A little bit. Yeah. That perception of self bro, I'm always trying to run away from that. Yeah. I get it though. But I'm, I am honored to be here. You know, I was really nervous. I was like, man, Charlemagne gonna f- troll me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, damn, he gonna find something. He gonna. Yeah. F- but no, it's been chill. Do you enjoy social media? I think you do a good job on yours. Yeah, no, I feel like I enjoy watching the chaos. I don't enjoy being <laughs> in it. I like no, to you watch. You keep hanging everything. around Kanye. You're gonna be right in the midst of it. Oh no, no, no. Are you gonna keep that tattoo? Yeah, it's a fun story. Tell my kids. So was it like just a random, let's all just get the, you? Yeah, we was drinking some Casamigos, <laughs> shooting those shades. So we he was doing like a campaign for those. So I was just shooting those, taking photos. And we just ended up getting matching tattoos. Man. Whose idea was it? It was like a collective, we all going to do this type of thing. Who I made music with Uzi afterward. Uh, I think Ye did. What was the phrase? Yeah, yeah. Something about we here forever. We here forever. Yeah, it was Uzi said that. Okay, we here forever that. technically. Yeah, that means like through music and art, like you through art. Yeah. yeah, yeah, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, and you said you and Uzi recorded music afterwards. Yeah, we did. How many songs, bro? We pushed out like five. Wow, for whose project? Just in general, or well, Uzi just make music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's it. Is he one of your closest people in this game? No, I haven't. Before that moment, I haven't seen Uzi. For a couple years mm-hmm. probably since like 2018 i met uzi in the studio working on neon guts actually 
Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. With him and Pharrell, I met both of them that day. But that was the last time I saw Uzi. Really? Yeah. So it was it was good to see him. We always keep in touch, though. Y'all had a, a, a very good relationship with Mac Miller, too. Yeah. That's one yeah. of the first times I heard about the internet, being with Mac. Yeah, that was like one of the first celebs I ever worked with. When he embraced y'all, he saw y'all online? or? Well, he was friends with the internet before I came around. So I oh, think got you. they had just came up. They was working on music together. Mm-hmm. I think when I came around, they were on the Space Migration Tour, but they were his backing band. Mm-hmm. So they had been great friends with Mac and... I was kind of new coming around that, um, and he embraced me too. All right. All right. Well, let's get Steve Lacey out of here. Yeah, he, I know. He's, he's like, ready right. to go. I did my part. No, I'm having fun. I can keep going, man. Y'all got some more questions for me. I don't want to leave now. Uh, I actually have to go do an interview, Good Day DC, live. So. She, she, she oh, got to Okay. Don't blame me. <laughs> no, but I really did enjoy having you here. I do love the project. I can tell you, I love Fouché on there. I think that was oh, a great yes. collab. Like I said, you know, I'm a girl, so that's like my... You know. No, she wrote like half the album with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's dope. And then the other one, um, Buttons. Oh, fire. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. You like those. Yeah. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for coming through. And I hope that when you decide not to do no more stuff, you still come up here. I'm going to (laughs) come. No, for real. I doubt it. But it's going to be a pleasure to watch. No, I'm serious. I'm a fan of The Breakfast Club. I'm sorry. It's like crazy for me to be here. Man. The Breakfast Club, as you know it, no longer. Yeah, exists. It is, I mean, you, you made it before. <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff is I'm about to change. Oh. Yeah, Angela leaves. Wow, so this is kind of iconic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, that's why I wanted to make sure you got here before I left. So oh. We could do it. Damn, that's really special. Thanks for having me. It's Steve Lacey, y'all. It's Only Breakfast 24 Club. years old. Can you believe it? You wow. got so much on the way. So, congrats. Thank you, guys. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. 
Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Quavo and Takeoff sat down on Drink Champs. And they talked about could they ever potentially reunite with Offset. It feels like there's some real bad blood, especially when you're so close and something happens and you fall out. Sometimes, it, you know, it's a lot to figure out how there can be a reunion. But there can be. Listen to this. Name name who y'all think converses with us, but not. Or someone you would have fun growing up against. You can't do, OG, yeah, you you can't do, do OGs. We're not. Why? You want Father, it to be, no and, 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 and we can't do a, a, a Migos reunions for one versus. No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm asking. Huh? Nah, not for one versus. Is the check right? Okay, the check right. Yes. Yeah, so if the check is right, perhaps you could see them, you know, reunite. Mm. It's I think. Business. Uh, I think uh, uh, Ray Shermer would be a good versus with Migos. Okay. Personally. All right, all right. Maybe. I'm not saying who would win, but I think Ray Schmerman would be a good uh, versus. I got to think about that. Who do I think would be good? Yeah, let's see. Migos got a lot of records. Yeah, they have a Migos lot. Migos got a lot of records. Because I feel like Ray Schmerman took a, a little break. Yeah, they did. Migos has a lot I feel like they put out a lot more though, music. But Migos got more music. Migos definitely Migos got has more music. definitely have more music. But Ray Schmerman got some joints. All right, now, Akon 
uh, recently finally addressed that whole situation with that fake watch on the cruise show. Remember, French Montana said mm-hmm. Akon gave him a fake watch? Here's what he said. I get the watch, I put one on, he came, I said, I got something for you, bro. He came, what's up? I said, here you go, check it out. Right. French clearly went to his jeweler. <laughs> jeweler was like, yo, this is fake. Oh, no. I was like, what do you mean fake? I said, this <laughs> tick, don't it? This should work, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, understand, right, I didn't understand that there was a specific brand that it actually looked something like looked just like sure. was almost like a replica brand. I had no idea. So he came and said, yo, bro, man, it's messed up, man. This watch is fake. I said, bro, what are you talking about? This watch is amazing. Look at this. Who else you know got watches like this? Right. I'm not knowing that it's a replica of a Hublot. Not only was I upset because I paid like five grand for each watch. Ooh. But obviously for Hublot, that wasn't no money. Five thousand dollars, and he right. thought it was a real watch, a real Hublot. He might have thought he was getting a discount because he Acon. Yeah, right. Come on, man, Acon. He might have thought, thought the jeweler was looking out for him because he Acon. <laughs> five thousand. How much does a Hublot cost, Envy? Well, it depends. It, it depends. And yeah, Charlemagne, you could be right. He thought he probably thought the jeweler was giving him a discount. He is. He bought a bunch for five thousand. Each or a bunch of watches for five thousand. Well, yeah, each. You said each. Because yeah. some of them. Yeah, it could have been. He probably thought the jeweler was giving him a discount. It could have been a stainless steel watch, or he could have just went to Canal Street and got it for probably what thirty dollars. By the way, man, French. Nobody knows the watch is fake but you. Well, okay. French Montana told it. That's what I'm saying. Nobody would know the watch is fake but French, because I mean it's French Montana. They see French with the watch on it, it's going to assume it's real. And that, listen, remember they had that fake Watch Busters Instagram page, and they was busting people. It's still up there. Yeah, that's the last thing you want. Yeah, fake watches only look fake on people that you don't think got it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. I'm telling you. Because people get accused of that all the time. Remember little baby got, he got caught with, uh, uh, somebody sold him a fake watch a while back. How did they find out the watch was fake? On fake watch buster? Yeah. (laughs) How fake watch buster be known? I don't know. I I mean, they don't. They test it. No, no. Well, there's different things. If you a a watch collector, there's different things you can know about certain watches. And they peeped it and seen it and told him. And they gave him his money back. And I think he he actually purchased another one. But yeah, he didn't know it was fake, of course. All right, now let's. I don't have no problem with men wearing costume jewelry. (laughs) Shut up. Let's talk about little baby. All the men with costume jewelry. Costume jewelry is not bad. You just don't want a fake replica of something. If it's going to be costume, let it be costume. But you don't want to be like this is. Turn your wrist green. (laughs) All right, now little baby was on with Sway, and he talked about uh, a lot of different things. He talked about being in touch with Young Thug's family while he's uh, while Young Thug has been incarcerated, and another thing that he talked about is crypto because he did invest. Well, I feel like I'm a win with like investing and stuff. Like I'm a gambler already. Mm-hmm. That's what I do on a, a way smaller level is gamble. So I I actually lost millions investing. And what? So I don't make the same mistake. Um, in like crypto. Wow, in crypto. I I I made money too. Okay, mm-hmm. in crypto. I made money in crypto before I lost it. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like an up and down thing. How how do you approach crypto now? You know when you invest. I'm kind of I'm kind of on a back end right now for crypto. I got to like a crypto team, I'm trying to see what's what, because I, I, I be just asking them, like, is crypto dead? And they're like, no, nah, so crypto people, they got a lot of faith in crypto still, so I'm not sure what's, mm-hmm. what's going to happen with it. Okay. All right. Yeah, but he did make money, but then he did lose money. So, you know, it is, uh, people will tell you still it's a, a good investment, but cri- there's a lot of different cryptocurrencies, so it's mm-hmm. also investing in the right ones and when you buy it and so on and so forth. All right, Apple is going to release a Steph Curry documentary called Underrated, produced by A24 and Ryan Coogler. So, it, uh, 
yeah, the documentary will look at his standout performance during the 2008 NCAA tournament with Davidson College and lead up to his fourth NBA title win last season, along with his first NBA Finals MVP trophy. Good to watch. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. And it is weird how Steph does seem to still be underrated with all his accomplishments. Four rings, greatest shooter in NBA history, back-to-back MVPs, the uh, only, what is it, unanimous MVP in NBA history. It just seems like with all of these, he, he revolutionized the game of basketball. Everybody plays like Steph now. It does seem with all of that, he's uh, still underrated. And I think it's because he's beige. And remember, they really said he doing? was signing a billion-dollar deal with Under Armour. Mm-hmm. A lifetime deal. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right, donkey today. Who are you giving that donkey to? Man, four after the hour, uh, you know, we, we all got to figure out, you know, our ego position and, and, you know, how to not let our ego get in the way. But, boy, if you can't let your ego go in this situation, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, Daryl Brooks needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our audible pick of the day is Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. This adventure is about one astronaut's race to save the world. Start listening by signing up for a free 30-day trial at the home of storytelling. Audible.com slash breakfast club. Charlemagne, say the gang, dunk it on the Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, donkey of the day for Friday, October 21st, goes to Daryl Brooks. Do you know who Daryl Brooks is? Daryl Brooks is the man who was charged with driving through a Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Did I pronounce that right? I think I know her, by the way. Salute to Waukesha. Uh, on November 21st, 2021. You know what? Let me not say driving, okay? What he did was turn his vehicle into a weapon of mass destruction because he was on the run after abusing and harassing his ex-girlfriend, Erica Patterson. So he decided to plow through this Christmas parade, and he ended up killing six people. Uh, R.I.P. to Wilhelm Hospital, who was 81. Virginia Sorensen, who was 79. Leanna Lee Owen, who was 71. Jane Kulik, who was 52. Uh, Tamara Duran, who was also 52. And Jackson Sparks, who was only eight. Lord have mercy. I tell y'all all the time, hurt people do indeed hurt people. And every day of our natural-born lives, we just trying to avoid other people's hurt. It's hard enough doing the work on yourself so you don't project, you know, your hurt onto other people. But it's virtually impossible to control someone else projecting their hurt onto you. And this is sadly one of those times. Well, this human, Darrow, is on trial. And if you have been following this case, and you know he has a history of being kicked out of court, and uh, he represents himself in this murder case because he fired his lawyers, uh, by the way, uh, he's had a history of getting kicked out of court even before he fired his lawyer. So he represents himself in this murder trial, which all but guarantees he's going to prison, prison. You got to say that like uh, Little Caesar says, pizza, pizza, prison, prison. Because when you're facing six murders and you've killed everyone from children to senior citizens and you're representing yourself, you're really just wasting all of our time and taxpayer dollars. Even though you are probably providing high-level entertainment as we watch you drown in this courtroom, it's still a waste of time and just prolonging the inevitable forever that you're going to get behind bars, and rightfully so, okay? And listen, clearly, Daryl knows that because in court, he moves like a man who knows he's about to get sentenced to forever in prison, prison. 
because this man is always going back and forth with the judge, uh, Jennifer Doro. And this Wednesday, he took his disrespect of the judge, Jennifer, to another level. See, he, he was having a, another, I guess, outburst in court, and the judge advised him to be quiet. This is what happened after the judge advised him to be quiet. Mr. Brooks, I'm bringing the jury out and we're continuing. We're going to get through these witnesses. It, it, okay. And I'm not stopping you from through doing that. Through your behavior, that. you're not going to delay these you, proceedings. It, I'm not trying to delay continue. the proceedings. So I wish you would stop being incorrect on the record and saying what I'm trying to do if you don't know that. You don't Mr. know Brooks, what I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm bringing the jury out. I'm oh. not going to argue with you. Then, so. then don't. Because I'm not arguing with you either. I'm stating facts. You're raising your voice. It's because very Because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of you always making a record. At me. You're making a record of me trying to look bad. I know what you're trying to do. It's not going to work. You're not making a record of Mr. not Rose, being able. I'm negative. advising you to be quiet because the jury's coming back you're out. You're advising me to be quiet? Is you telling I'm me to be quiet? to be respectful when the jury Are you telling out? me to be quiet or are you asking me? I'm asking you and advising okay. you. Okay. Thank you for correcting that because don't nobody tell me what to do. I don't tell nobody else what to do. I'm a grown man with grown kids. Don't nobody ain't nobody gonna talk to me like that. Nobody. Whoa! You should be quiet. Whoa, like whoa, whoa. Mr. Louis Farrakhan told Mike Wallace. Okay? Whoa, whoa! You should be quiet, Daryl. My brothers, my sisters, this is a man who truly has zero Fs left to give. He knows he's clearly never, ever seeing outside ever again. So he has accepted his fate because there is no way in hell. You talk to the judge like that if you have any plans of coming home ever to see those oh. kids you just mentioned, okay? The audacity of this man to say to the judge, don't nobody tell me what to do. I don't tell nobody else what to do. We're all adults here. I've never told you to do anything here at all. Let me hear that again. Let me hear it again. Let me hear it again. Because don't nobody tell me what to do. Ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. Nobody. Whoa. Daryl clearly does not understand the power dynamics of a courtroom. See, here's the thing. When that judge, when that judge, Jennifer Doro, sentences you to forever, <laughs> because that's what you're getting, forever, okay? Like, he's going to get one of those sentences that looks like what Tom Brady is getting paid to be an on-air analyst for Fox Sports when he retires. Tom getting $375 million for 10 years. This dude, Darrell, going to get 375 years for 10 outbursts in court. Okay, matter of fact, he's going to get that lifetime billion-dollar deal Nike gave to LeBron minus the billion dollars. He's just going to get the lifetime. Okay, you're going to prison, prison forever. Okay, and you know who's going to sentence you and tell you to do that time? The judge. Okay, so the judge can indeed tell you what to do. The nerve of you to still be in the court talking about you a man and nobody tells you what to do. This is a prime example of ego being the enemy. Okay, ego is toxic to any environment, but when you're facing all of that in a court of law, please, you know who else going to tell you what to do? The CEO, okay, when the CEO uh, tells you to, to go to sleep. Okay, you, you are, you're, you're really not even a man anymore. You're an inmate, property of the state. Not only is the judge going to tell you what to do, so is the CEO of the prison that you're going to. They're going to tell you what to do. They're going to tell you when to shower. They're going to tell you when to eat. They're going to tell you when to sleep. They're going to tell you when to work. You are going to spend the rest of your life being told what to do because of your poor life choices. Hey, man, I'm all for freedom of speech, but I'm also for freedom of shutting the F up. And this is one of those times Darrell Brooks should have taken the judge's advice and shut the F up. Please let Remy Ma give Daryl Brooks the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? You don't play with them courts, man. Man, come on, man.
He don't care no more though. He clearly don't. Don't nobody he, tell me what to do. Ain't nobody gonna talk to me like that. Nobody. Yeah, all right. All right. Watch, 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 watch what that judge. That judge gonna tell you how much time to do, which is gonna be forever. And them CEOs gonna definitely tell you what to do when you property of that uh, property of the state. Forever, forever, ever, forever, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank mm-hmm. you for that donkey today. All right. Now, when we come back, it's Friday. You know what that means? It's, it's freaky, 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 freaky Friday. Now, the freaky, freaky, freaky Friday question is: Charlemagne? I don't know. I thought it was about threesomes. You it said. is. It's a mess of Charlemagne. I don't know nothing about no damn threesomes. All right. Have you ever uh, turned? Well. Let me put it like this. Oh, I know what we was talking yeah, about. You <laughs> talking about Ray, we was talking about Ray J and Princess Love, that Correct. whole situation from earlier this week. Do we have the clip? Yes, we're done. You can't get away from me. We have kids. We haven't been divorced yet, so you don't know. Trust me, all that's going to change. We don't know what that looks like. I don't care. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. You've already been doing it. Anytime I ever was with, guess who was with me? Princess. I loved Ray so much and tried to like do the whole like threesome thing but nothing is ever enough for Ray and I can't keep sacrificing myself and my sanity trying to be something that I'm not to make him happy. I thought we might have hugged each other and kissed each other and ran off into the sand but it didn't happen. It's probably gonna be better for us to get the divorce because that is the way for us to survive. All right, 800-585-1051. Have you ever done a threesome you didn't want to do to save a marriage? Have you ever, I guess it's almost like- to keep a man. Yeah. Because a man wanted you to. I know a woman who was in that situation and she thought she was going to hell because, uh, you know, she participated in gay activities. So this is a a, a more than a common thing. Okay, all right. So how many women out there I would love to know uh, did that in order to keep a man, keep a relationship? All right, let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is Friday, so you know what that means. It's It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky freaky Friday. And the Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday question comes from Ray J and Princess. Let's hear. We're done. You can't get away from me. We have kids. We haven't been divorced yet, so you don't know. Trust me, all that's going to change. We don't know what that looks like. I don't care. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. You've already been doing it. Anytime I ever was with, guess who was with me? Princess. I loved Ray so much and tried to like do the whole like threesome thing, but nothing is ever enough for Ray and I can't keep sacrificing myself and my sanity trying to be something that I'm not to make him happy. So the question is 800-585-1051. Have you ever been gay in your relationship? Because uh, you wanted to save it. I guess that's the question, right? Man, shut up, man. That is not the goddamn question. (laughs) Have you ever had a threesome? What is wrong with you, bro? Now, that is not the question. Okay, the question is, yes, what Angela Yee just said, because it's based off the Ray J Princess Love situation, and Princess Love said she was doing threesomes just to save her marriage. And I know, you know, uh, some women that have been in this position before, so I guess this is a common thing. Okay. So we're asking how many women out there did that. Now, okay, who's this? To save their relationship. This is Lois. Hey, Lois, good morning. Talk to us. Good morning, Breakfast Club. So on the topic, I would have to say, honestly, no. Um, I've been asked, but I'm not. I don't like girls. So if you're not willing to be with a boy for me, I can't be with a girl for you. Oh, so you would think about it if your man was no, willing to be with a guy No, that's just a way of you. saying I know he's not going to do that. That's just a hard no. Exactly. A hard no. That sounds like a uno reverse. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Uno reverse <laughs> cowboy. Yes, don't ask what you don't want to give. Damn. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. That's fair. That's fair. 
All right, well, good morning, Breakfast Club. I love you guys. We love, love you, you too. All righty, Mama. Hello, who's this? Um, I'm anonymous. Hey, hey anonymous. <laughs> we, we feel you, girl. <laughs> so what we happened, anonymous? Pretty much, I agreed to be um, in a relationship with someone that said he wanted to do poly. And pretty much, it turned out to not be poly. We became like swingers. And um, I guess like, as far as Ray J and Princess... Like it pretty much the same thing. Like he kind of manipulated like our entire like relationship. Like it was never enough. We had threesomes, we had orgies, and I don't know. It just became a mess. And like when we knew like we weren't gonna get anywhere, we kind of just like not like had the partners. But I don't know. It was just never enough for him. Like no matter how many women he was available to sleep with, their lifestyle. Just, were the orgies with men and women, or just all women? They were both. Yeah, they were both. <laughs> Okay, so he was bisexual too. No comment. That's a yes. Uh, That's a yes. If, you're yeah. anonymous. If, if there was men and women, yes, he, he was bi. <laughs> and what made you decide to go ahead and do it though? Just because you were like, I want to uh, make. Like I never. Yeah, I never um had had that experience before, and um yeah, it was just something new, and I thought I had good intentions about it, and it just turned out to kind of be a bad like. It just it just didn't work out. Okay, but, so yeah. you would do it? Would you do it again, like a threesome or an orgy? Probably not. I don't know. Okay. No. <laughs> well, thank you, Mama. Yeah, I'm torn. <laughs> you know, we didn't ask you, Yee. Yee, have you ever... Um... No, I've never had a threesome. I remember when I first started um, talking to my boyfriend, uh, he was like, would you do it? I was like, nope. And he never asked me again. Okay. Charlamagne, have you ever you know, brought a, a guy into your situation? Hey, shut up, man. <laughs> 800. He'll let you watch. First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all Call Gia and ask Gia, have you ever brought a guy into this situation, huh? Because I'm tired of people not telling the whole story. You want me to tell the whole story, Envy? Huh? Since you're asking questions this morning? So that's a yes for both of you. What story? Huh, Envy? What story? Huh? What story? Let me stop for you. Because if you tell on him, you're telling on yourself. Let me stop. What story are you talking about, sir? That's going to be crazy when me and Envy sue each other for defamation. Because we get tired. We get fed up. We get fed up when playing with each other. <laughs> 800-585-1051-Ladies, have you ever did a threesome uh, to please your, your partner? That is the question, to uh, save your marriage or relationship. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You know what that means? It's, it's Freaky, 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 Freaky Friday. Friday. That's right. And the Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday question is... Ladies, have you ever had a threesome to save your marriage, right? Something that you didn't want to do, but you did it for your man. So let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yes, hello. Hey, good morning. What's your name? Good morning. My name is V. I'm calling from Plainfield, New Jersey. Hey, have you ever had a threesome to uh, please your man or to save your marriage or relationship? Okay, so my uh, situation is a little different. I had an ex of mine felt as though he had to do a threesome in order to keep me. Oh, so your guy had a threesome with another guy to keep you? No, with another girl. Okay, so it was your idea, and he wasn't really into it. Okay, no, 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 see, okay, so now, we had spoke, you know, we, I spoke one time about me doing a threesome, you know, with the past relationship, how much I liked it and enjoyed it, and, and he asked if I would do it just with the girl, and I said, yeah, so from that point forward, he was uh, very different sexually, um, he was just trying to be something that he wasn't, and I'm like, what's going on, so he's like, well, listen, you know, let's do a threesome, you know, and, and he just came out, was like, you know, I, I you know, I, during it, I'm looking at him like, wow, he's just watching us, you know, so I was like, how would you think about that? So he's like, I really feel like I need to do that in order to keep you. 
Mm. I was like, wow, really? So, you know, sometimes I can say it can kind of go both ways. Sometimes you don't really know, um, uh, you know, if like... Um, if a gentleman is is feeling uh, as though maybe he can't please his woman, and, and maybe perhaps she would be interested in doing that too, you know? Sometimes we say a little too much to our guys, and we forget that we tell them certain things. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank That's you, Mama. True. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Marissa from Houston, Texas. Hey, good morning. Talk to us. Tell us your story, Mama. Uh, well, I definitely have never did no threesome for somebody. People don't, I mean, like, you'll get in the bed with them and somebody else, and they'll get jealous about how you moving with another person. Like, people really don't know what they want. Like, I'm if I if I get into a threesome, it's because I want to. Okay. Okay. Well, and you, and you enjoy it. Would you ever propose it? Like, would it be your idea? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I've had threesomes before. I, uh, I enjoy them. Okay. Would you do that with your uh, man or your husband? Yeah, definitely. I mean, spontaneous nights, you know, like, I don't think I'm into like maybe like playing situations, you know, like, oh baby, I've been looking at this girl, can we da, da, da. I don't think I'm into like situations like that. But maybe like spontaneous while we're out, things just happen, type of vibe. Okay. Okay, thank you, mama. Hello, who's this? This is Jennifer. Hey Jennifer, talk to us. What's your story, mama? So, um, I don't know about doing it to save a relationship. I mean, uh, my guy proposed it to me and I was like, mm. Never been my thing, but why not? Um, so yeah, I did it. I did it several times, and not only that, I mean, like the girl that we that we got down with, I actually sent her to him when I couldn't get to him one time. So that's just my thing. Okay. But my, my huh? I said okay. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it. I enjoyed myself. You know, he enjoyed himself. My thing was like we had to have a lot of conversations beforehand. Like this can't get out of hand. You know, we got to keep it within reason. Right. Uh, so, you know, we weren't on some adoptive girlfriend or do, you know, a three-way relationship. But my thing is for those who do it to save a relationship, like, if it's something you don't want to do, then you shouldn't be doing it because it's going to cause a problem. Like, that's common sense. Why are you doing that? So what, what are the ground rules? Like, he can't see another girl without you knowing? Does he have to get approval? So, you know, like, it's like this. Like, say, for instance, if he's out, he's eyeing something, and he's like, damn, I'm interested, you know, flirt, you know, but don't go do your thing. Like, let me know what's up. Like, you, you trying to get down? Like, what's up? You know, I, I'm game for that, you know. I even, I probably shouldn't say all this, but, I, I mean, I even sat back and watched, you know. A lot okay. of people look look at porn, porn, you know, I had it live, you know. What they call that, you clocking? Golding? You know, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's what it's called. So, you know. For me, you know, it grew It grew on me. I, you know, I was all nervous and stuff in the beginning, you know, but it grew on me and I was okay with it. But we don't let it get out of hand. You know, it's not, it's not something we have to have. Right. However, when we don't have that third party, the turn up in the bedroom is real. That's good. <laughs> that works for some people. For some people, though, it gets like addictive and then they start doing too much. So you got to really make sure you keep it in check, like she's saying, and have some ground rules. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story, guys? Hey, to each his own. Or her own. Yeah. But but also or their you know, own. Do, yeah, but also do things that you want to do because you're always gonna regret that later. If somebody, you know, makes you not makes you do something, but ask you to do something that you're not comfortable with and you do it anyway just to please them, it, you're, you're gonna regret it later. Yeah, if you wanna do it because you love it and you're interested or you just wanna have some fun or you wanna try it, by all means go ahead. But if it's something that goes against your morals or you're like, I don't even like girls, I don't wanna do this, but fine, I'm gonna do it, don't do it. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. 
Yes, and it's Friday. So you know what that means. Besides being Freaky 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 Friday, it's also New Music Friday. We'll tell you who has albums out today and new singles. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's Friday. That's right. And I want to shout out again to the cast, the staff, and everybody over at uh, East New York. It's a series on CBS. Uh, let me shout out to uh, Amanda Warren. She is the star of the show. She's a, a black woman and she does her thing. She was in Gossip Girl as well. Uh, shout out to uh, Jimmy Smith, Elizabeth Rodriguez, uh, Kevin Rankin, Ruben Santiago, the whole staff. Uh, last week, uh, Harry O called me up and said that uh, he wanted me to audition for a part. I said no at first, but then I said, all right, let me give it a try. I auditioned. I had to audition like two, three times, and I actually got the role. I'm excited for you guys to see it. It comes on, um, I'm on the eighth episode this year, so I'm excited for you guys to see it. That's why I've been the last four or five days uh, on set. You're actually doing my my, my, my scene, so I just want to say thank you to the Octane. staff, and I can't wait for you guys to, to check it out. And that's, that's East big. New York on CBS. Yep. I, I never even heard of that show until you, uh, you know, said that this morning, but I looked it up, and it's the number... The n- number two most watched show of any new show or something like that? Yes. It's like 7.37 million viewers. So that's, yeah, that's big. Yeah, Great it just, look. It just got picked up five more episodes. And it's based all uh, out of East New York, of course, out in Brooklyn on the 74th precinct. It just, you know, and, and you know, I've done a lot and, and we've all done a lot in, in different industries. But to be on set and to see how everything moves and rolls and cameras and changes and how they shut down New York City and how they make things happen. It was just a great experience. So, again, uh, shout to the staff of East New York. And if you get a chance, check it out. It comes on each and every Sunday. It's a great show. So, check it out if you can. And I can't wait for you guys to see uh, my episode, episode eight. Nice. Can't wait to watch that, too, man. I know you're playing an amazing informant. A little bit of typecasting, but I'm happy for you. I'm not telling you what position I'm playing. Position? But he's definitely telling, though. It's not he's a position. I'm not telling. He's definitely on there telling. <laughs> I'm not, Why did I'm you not, say what position I'm playing? Well, who I'm playing on the, on, the, <laughs> on the series. So, I'm not saying. All right. And you I want. I might be playing a police officer. You know? Never know. Never know. All right. And I also want to shout out to Damon John. I'm hosting his Black Entrepreneur's Day. Uh, That'll be at the Apollo this weekend. I'm excited. I love this because, you know, entrepreneurship is what I'm all about. And so I'm looking forward to that. And then I'll be doing Simone Sanders' show on MSNBC on Sunday. And shout out to my girl, Deborah Roberts. I'll be going live for our pajama party with her on Sunday as well. So I'm having a fun weekend. Uh, This weekend, I'm I'm, going to be busy this weekend. So first, I'm heading out to Duke. Shout to uh, Duke University. Uh, a young brother, a young man uh, who I seen grow up. His name is Derek Whitehead. He's from Newark, Brick City, New Jersey. Uh, this is his first year there. Uh, hopefully, he's going to be one and done in the league next year, but that doesn't matter. But uh, this is the first time ever they're bringing a DJ down for their homecoming. It's like, what what do they call it? It's um, I, I'm not even sure what they call a night, but it's it's uh, you know, with the night where they where they start the basketball season and everybody comes. So I'm, I'm gonna go out there. And DJ for for him, Derek Whitehead. Shout out to Derek Whitehead. And then uh, Saturday's back on my homecoming run. I'm, I'm at Hampton University in the daytime for a day event, and then nighttime at, I'm at Howard University. So shout to all the HBCUs out there. This is one of my favorite times of the year, just to go to, to campus to campus and and the DJ and spin and talk to y'all about real estate and entrepreneurship and everything else. So I can't wait to see you guys at Hampton and Howard this weekend. Word. And I want to um, thank everybody for watching my late night talk show. Hell of a week, man. We had a fantastic episode last night. Last night we had uh, uh, Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, on. We had uh, Jim Norton, a very funny comedian. Uh, and we had the hood whisperer, my good sister, Teslin Figaro. And my man, Stephen A. Smith, 
sat down with Stephen A. Smith last night, man. So um, salute to everybody who watched Hell of a Week last night. And make sure you scream it on Paramount Plus all weekend. You know, you can watch it live Thursday nights, 1130 on Comedy Central right after The Daily Show. Salute to uh, my man Trevor Noah. But you can scream it all weekend long on Paramount Plus. So do yourself a favor and do that. Thank y'all. And the positive note is simply this, man. I want y'all to remember that. Just remember this this weekend. Uh, sometimes God won't let you come up till every snake in your circle is gone. Remember that. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done? Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.